Is it for real? We used to love it, then we watch it, now we don't know if we like it. Is it for real? You are listening to Is It For, for real? real? I'm Philip. I'm Katie. I'm Bridget. Um, hey, Bridget, do you want to introduce this movie since it I was sure your do. I sure do. Thank you. Uh, this movie is a John Hughes movie. It, mm-hmm. it is a, a pinnacle of the coming of age experience in the United States in the 80s. It's 16 Candles. Woohoo! Oh, woo. oh, and it's, yeah, it's worth a uh-huh. drink or two. <laughs> I, yeah, yeah. I think we should just get right into our levels, um, guys. I have seen this movie, I would say at least 16 times, um, wow. if not more. And um, I'm going to give myself a rating of uh, Little Brother um, because in these 80s movies, there's just always the most annoying <laughs> yeah. little brother, but he knows everything and he's around. And like, so I feel like I, I know a lot about this movie. So I'm feeling a lot like a little brother. Sure, sure. I, I'll give myself the haircut, haircut level uh, knowledge of this because that's the only scene I think I've ever seen um, of oh. this movie. Maybe like snippets here and there. Snippets. Yeah. <laughs> no pun intended there was none um yeah i was i was coming on pretty blind other than knowing about like the uh duck dong whatever his name is um, long long duck dong long, long dog dong yeah um yeah so i'm I, a newbie yeah i'm very similar i will give myself a what's happening hot stuff rating because that is something that my best friend in high school said every day i don't know <laughs> with the accent what was that an accent that I just said? Like the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you did. Sorry. I was kind of imitating how she used to say it and the way she said it. I had no clue she was imitating an Asian character. It just sounded like, what's happening? I don't know. Like it's like in the back of your throat. I didn't know what she was doing. So I didn't even and occur to me. She was doing this thing with her eyes. <laughs> okay. But, you know, All right. Uh... Well, even so as she... you just said it again, it just sounded really more well that is so oh man well i wish we could rewind should should i restart the podcast (laughs) no but it's what is so interesting about that is i don't even yeah i can't hear it because i heard it every day for like two years of high school and it's iconic yeah but i had like no clue that she was imitating an asian character which who was an actor that actually doesn't have a chinese accent and so like um I will give myself that rating. I'm not going to repeat it. Uh, Because I'm familiar with that quote. I'm familiar with like farmer. I was familiar with like pieces of this and like somewhat of the. But you've never um, seen it. I never saw it in its entirety. I've seen C, but uh, yeah, I, I, this was a first time for, so now I regret my level with all (laughs) of my heart. (laughs) Well, I think what you both said is that there are a lot of like iconic things as there are with a lot of John Hughes movies. And this is a very quintessential john hughes movie um which we can talk about some of those things as we go so we, we before oh, we get started with yeah that, like what makes something a john hughes movie so because oh. he's like directed some he's written a bunch yeah like when you yeah. say oh a john hughes movie is that just those like six no. or seven movies he's directed well, or what would you well in particular this sort of like teen experience right i mean 
Home Alone strays away from that a little bit. And there's a lot of commentary about how that movie is not as, as quintessential because it's on a, it's a kid movie or a family movie. Yeah. But, you know, in, in um, looking into like teen life in Americana, he explores like very certain things. You're always going to see like a montage of like, what is teen life, which we see in the opening of this, like once we get into the music part where they're like showing you like hands on butts and like locker codes and yeah. like lipstick, all that stuff. Um, it's always about like Chicago. You have a very Chicago mm. feel to it. Um, yeah. And like a few other things like a gratuitous weird nude scene um, <laughs> yeah <laughs> i think it's like yeah. yeah like the time and place of focusing in on teenagers chicago 80s like documentary essentially um so it, i feel like it's like breakfast club pretty in pink 16 candles yeah and then there's maybe. a few others that like are in that same vein but like maybe the next age group up right or like a spin-off but like a lot of people emulated his style in terms of telling a story of a teenager and right. that he, he used mostly real teenagers to tell the story. With right. The exception of like Jake Ryan. <laughs> He's so Who's 40. He was like, yeah, in his 20s. He was 23. 20, yeah. 23. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then speaking of the gratuitous nudity, this was a old school PG rating. Oh, uh, right. wow. Yeah. No one They're, says the F word or they no, do? No, they do. And there's certain f words. Full <laughs> boob shot. Yeah. yeah. Like not frontal nudity, but just full on side nudity after that. It wasn't like a brief scene. Yeah. No, there's nipples. So because there was no PG 13 rating, right? It was just right. like PG. Yeah. But and I did notice there was a few times in this movie that things were dubbed over. And I think it's to oh. somehow get it a PG 13 rating. Annie had the question too, like we, cause it's one of her favorite movies and I watched it with her and she was like, you have to ask Bridget if this was in the original. Cause like she was, I don't, I don't know. She was like, is that added in or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we can talk about it. I mean, there was just yeah. a few times I noticed and I was like, okay, so I've seen, I owned this movie at some point and I couldn't find it, but I'd only ever like watched them on TV. Most oh recently. yeah. So I bought it. So I was like, oh, now you're like seeing the whole thing all the way through, but Actually, I'll her be one thoroughly. I'll be thoroughly impressed if they've sort of edited down or taken stuff out because it had some things in it. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Her question actually was like, when they're at the party, when everybody's left, and like New York, New York is playing in the background, and she was like, I don't think that was in the original. No, that's in. That's in there. Well, yeah, the, oh yeah, that's the other thing with the John Hughes is like the sound effects and the soundtrack, oh, like in that oh boob God. Scene where we see her boobs, like. What it reminds me of is the sound it makes if you ever hit one of those like springs that like stops your door from hitting the wall. The sound effects oh, yeah. in this movie are insane. At one point, the sister throws her shoe on yep. church steps and it's as if it falls into a china shop. No! It's just yeah. the worst. Like, oh my God. Yeah. It was yeah. a uh, morning DJ like sound setup. Where it was <laughs> yeah, they had five sounds. Yeah, totally. It's like John Hughes let his like drunk cousin on a, ca <laughs> a Casio yeah. that had sound effects. Yeah. Oh my gosh, yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's let's start. Well, we're introduced to our our character of samantha but first we're introduced to her family um and they're all getting ready for the big the big weekend the big day sisters getting married um and molly ringwald is on her phone on the landline iconic looking at her bod 
um i had to explain to jeff what four inches of bod meant yeah i have a question here what do you you want to know what does that what is that what does that mean well i think it definitely refers to bra size bod yeah you want four inches of bod because you think you're flat chested or you're like not curvy enough four inches extension on your front side yeah more juice in the pouch Gotcha. Say, so to speak <laughs> for that your grandmother sense. to squeeze <laughs> yeah what so yeah okay weird. yeah i know i know um you guys have any comments about the family anything you want to i have a note but i you know i changed my attitude later in the movie with it but i just have a note that says like the dad is a dick like um just because he's so insistent like the mother is just getting the whole family off and ready and he's like so um indignant about like where his briefcase is and he's like well it's leather it's square maybe you know where it is it's like geez don't you think that's like 80s dad like too important to go to work yes and i feel like they set the bar pretty low i mean like yes that's a very average dad and then like later on with that talk it's like oh this man has been paying attention so he like jumps over a pretty low hurdle but um (laughs) looks like a pole vaulter yeah and i i recognize him from another movie which may be my selection we'll Mm. see uh breaking away and he's a good dad in there. So I, I came into this once I saw him of having very good feelings about him. So I liked him right away. I do like I, that actor. Um, I thought for a long time that that actor was um, the same actor in Roger Rabbit. I thought Bob it was- Hoskins. Bob Hoskins. Yeah. I thought for a long time during this movie that that actor was Roy Taft because he looks exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. For those of our listeners that don't know who Roy Taft is, uh, your loss your loss um <laughs> so then we get to the the, the montage teen opener as, a, as we were talking about yeah and, you know it's i think there's you know the whole thing is like passage of time and like the the you know because we when we were in high school right you think you're in it forever it's like this thing but like i think john hughes has this nostalgia for high school yeah so well i have like I have a note that I, it's like, it seems like it's like a Dateline 1980s documentary <laughs> about this year. Like, so when did it, when was it made and when is it supposed to be? Like, is it? Same. I don't think it's. Okay. I don't because think the, it's like reflecting back or it's not like a period piece or anything. Cause it's so crazy. Cause it almost seems like it is right. Because it like the things that he zooms in on, like a watch and like shoes, like it's so specifically 80s. Yeah. It's like a time capsule. It uh, is. It feels like he was almost aware that he was making a time capsule. Yeah, he's like a time. futurist. 1984. I think. He, I think he recognized that this was like a really like weird well, time. Weird time, and Maybe. also like a really weird time to be a teenager. And mm-hmm. for me personally, like I aspired for that so bad. I thought when I got to high school, it was going to be just like that, like trapped in that time capsule. And I was so disappointed. It you wasn't. Thought- time would be moving backwards <laughs> but yeah. the time you got to high school it would be like 1984 <laughs> my brother was in high school from 1988 to 1992 and yeah. i just thought like man that's the dream mm. right there you know? <laughs> interesting i did listen to a interview an interview with uh, molly ringwald and she was saying that john hughes has it's almost like arrested development in high school like he's so nostalgic and almost like traumatized by it or something like he's like She's like, when he talks about it, it's as if it's the the second before. It's kind of nuts. I can believe it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah, totally. 
Yeah, he's, it's almost like, I like John Hughes a lot, but I feel like he definitely has a little Peter Pan, yeah. like a little creepy, a little creepy. I don't know if it's creepy. There's, it's a little creepy. Because yeah. I think he has other movies where that aren't set here, but I think his, the fixation on sort of the relationships of high school people and just how in tune he's trying to be with it, I think is, I don't know. A little strange. Besides, <laughs> also that naked girl is not. She's seventeen at, at most, I think. What really? naked girl? Well, because uh, what's her what's her name? The boob Carolyn. Shot? Carolyn. Oh, because right? yeah. it's like the first day of school. Like she's got to be seventeen. Not the actress, but the girl whose body. Oh, the character. Out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a but little weird. It's not the first day of school. Right? Uh, it's close, I think, maybe, it sounds oh, like. Oh, I could not place, it's like, is it prom? Are they graduating? Like, is it homecoming? Like, what dance? They were, Sam, when she was on the phone with her best friend, was reflecting on, like, nothing changed over the summer. She lost her tan. Oh, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah, I picked up early in the school year as well. Okay. So if okay. it wasn't the first Got day, it. it was, like, close. Got it. Um, all right, so we we then see Sam in class, and she's got that that relic of all of our childhoods, the note. Uh, yeah, where it's With very amazing very, handwriting, very nice handwriting. The questions looked like there was it was a font. <laughs> but here's my here's my question about this: is like I have a note being like, why put a guy's name who's like right there um, on the note? But then it because I thought that she was just improvising anybody. But does she, before this moment, she's had this, like, major crush on Jake oh, Ryan? Yeah. Jake Ryan, he's, like, the epitome of, okay. like, crushes. She's probably even crushing on him. First of all, halfway through the scene, I thought this was, like, the quiz in their sex ed class. <laughs> like, <laughs> everyone had this and was filling it out. And, um, but the other thing I didn't get was, like, the question was, like, have you done it? And she replies, I don't know, right? Yeah, I mean, I think, yeah. it's like that, I think it's just that, like, you know, you're just at this weird age and you don't, I mean, I have, like, notebooks and notebooks full of this kind of conversation that I used to pass in high school. Yeah. And, like, I would just write people's full first and last names and they'd be sitting, like, right in front of me. Yeah. And, like, draw pictures of my teachers and, like, stu- like I, yeah. you're just hormonal and, like, ah! Sure. The but interesting you, thing you knew if you'd had sex or not. You but know. the interesting <laughs> thing about that answer is the next question is if you don't know, like right. if you answered yes. if you don't know. It's like why were you predicting this? It it is kind of <laughs> nuts. And then it took me a little while to realize that Jake Ryan is not played by Matt Dillon. Oh, yeah, okay. they look very mm-hmm. similar. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They do. Jake Ryan, by the way, is one of those very ultra masculine names. If you right. name a character two male first names as their full name. Mm-hmm. That's right, like totally. Trademark. Two um, hot male names. Yeah, right? <laughs> Ooh, right. Uh, then we see Jake Ryan with his Uncle Stan. I don't know. It's supposed to be his peer. Uh, they're, they're <laughs> right. <weights. laughs> that guy is 40. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That in this well, no, movie. They're, they're doing weird pull-ups. Right. And they, they pull out and they're standing there. Like, I, I don't know if the joke, if the joke was that they're faking it or what they didn't like they need right. like one more level of to say oh they're being silly it was just i don't I know i 100 percent agree because i was coming to annie it's like 
There's no way they're actually, before the camera moves down. Right. Like, there's no way these people are actually doing pull-ups. I fully expected that, like, freshmen were, like, lifting them for some kind of, like, <laughs> hazing. Because she's like, just wait for it. And then the joke is, is that they're standing on the ground. So I'm like, are they really spending time doing this? Well, what are they doing? Who are they doing it for? Right. You know? Why are they doing Why are they doing that? Yeah, it's not. But then I was like, maybe it's like a reverse. I don't know. At the same time, I, they so could weird. have like pulled their knees up and been actually doing them. Right. Like, like I said, they needed to show them actually doing one of their silly yeah. standing on the ground pull up to really drive the joke home. I, hey, I you guys are too much into athletics. Stuff, really. <laughs> I'm but just that, saying. The, <laughs> then in the background, they had the zany, like huge guy. Yeah. Jo- lifting the other the small <laughs> wrestler like up so it's like a teacher wrestling ga- a child yeah <laughs> there's got to be another punchline coming with this totally. <laughs> it did not yes it was this, so confusing this scene also is the one of the first times we just start to hear that like there's a lot of outdated language in this movie that like makes me cringe for real for real i started a list yeah, yeah. I, did too. I started yeah. a list. is that when so, this first is yeah. that when it yeah. first starts? I can't remember. Oh, because I, that's she's the first the, time I made note of it. Because the R, yeah. the R yeah, word is the R word. That's, right, that's yeah. later. Um, I mean, obviously, since I knew a little bit of the Long Duck Dong coming controversy coming into it, uh, I wasn't that surprised for them to throw out a, a Chinaman. Um, oh, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, I, th- I think it that's was a little, a little bit later. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot with the grandparents. Oof. Um, no, it was the R word because he he asks if Sam is the R word, which is just great. Yeah. Um, but then we that's when we cut to the boing. <laughs> it's Carolyn in the shower. Uh, and oh, the girls, yeah, yeah. girls are watching her and they're like, "Why can't we be like her? Why can't we be blonde and perfect and every way?" Um, right. And then actually, this is maybe one of my favorite little moments is when Sam gets on the bus and it's just like the worst in the world it's like too much going on and she's supposed to be a sophomore right yeah yeah so she can't drive yet and the bus yeah the two of them are way too stylish for that bus that's for sure so i sympathized with like yikes that would be and then so i think like this is where well maybe i'm getting ahead of it i just have a note that says anthony michael hall is sitting way too close like <laughs> Is that when he, this happens, where he's like on top of her? Yeah, yeah. he sniffs her. All of it is like there, nuts. Yeah, she's like, really patient with it. Oh, <laughs> think. thoroughly. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think there's unfortunately that's another big problem with this movie yeah. not being for real. Is and I love this movie in a time capsule, but that you know, there's it's there's a lot of just like expectation that a man is allowed to do that to a woman, even though well, so she says to him, um, "Go to hell." But that's mm-hmm. one part where it's changed. She definitely says, fuck off. Oh. And they okay. change it to go to hell. Well, who's there? Like, for the newest release, they change it? I think it has to do with ratings because it's, like, it's PG-13. Oh. But if you add boobs No, it's and... just PG. Oh, it still it is PG? Before, it was, no, it was before that there, were, there was a PG-13. I forget okay. when that exactly happened. But they were well, just PG and R. Maybe it was changed post-production and they just didn't edit it and it's always been like that but that's that's the time that i noticed guess. it yeah because they probably realized they couldn't have any more f-bombs and she that's she also calls him the other f-word in this scene yeah yeah they're under so the round yeah like ugh. um which later in the movie they they pull out the whole word not yeah. just the short version yeah um, i know yeah they pull out the whole word and combine it with 
an Asian American slur. It's like, woo! They really just overspend when they when they can. Yeah. I know. Uh, but we do get to meet Joan Cusack in this, her character in the scene. I like Joan Cusack a lot. The girl yeah. with the neck brace. And I, yep. again, I'm like, okay, I hope we're not just outright making fun of somebody with a disability. Uh, maybe it's an injury. Either way, it, her, her, her little comic bits in there are very funny. Um, she, she is good. Very yeah. small parts. Uh, yeah. yeah. Annie was thinking amazing. that it's, because I was like, what kind of a neck brace is it? It looks like the equivalent of like when you break your, when you sprain your finger and you, you fold that like metal frog around your finger. That's like yeah. what is around her neck. Um, and Annie was saying it's probably like a scoliosis neck brace. Oh. And then we were wondering, cause there's a scene at the dance when she's dancing with this woman. I'm like, is that the inspiration for Romy and Michelle's high school reunion? Like the I two people, it, like anyway, it just looked very much like a flashback scene from that I movie. I think so. I think there's a lot of movies that have taken pieces from this movie. Totally. And, and turned it and put it in their movie. Yeah. Um, so Sam goes home and that's where we meet the grandparents. Oh, yeah. Um, and Long Duck Dong, who's introduced the- gong sound. Uh, yes, always. Always he is introduced that way. <laughs> And a longer conversation with the sister that's getting married, who sounds like she's in a cult and it's just brainwashed. <laughs> she talks like a crazy person. Yeah. How, how old do you think she is supposed to be? I, that's my next note. How old? I, I, first, I have a note that says this movie equals Home Alone. <laughs> um, because it really does play on like everybody's forgetting about Kevin, you know, like no one cares about him and Fuller's peeing the bed and the brother. It just, it, I, I honestly didn't know John Hughes directed Home Alone. So then I looked okay. up, of course. Yeah. Um, but then my next note is, how old is the sister? Like, she can't be that much older than, like, Samantha's supposed to be four, 15. 15, right? So, she's just turned 16. Oh, She's just turned 16. And I think Molly Ringwald was 15, which is a big deal. Yeah, she was, correct. yeah. So, right, how old could the sister be? Like, 19? 20? I was assuming early 20s. That's, yeah. That whole plot line is bananas. It's bananas, and <laughs> like, that man she's marrying is like forty nine. Yeah. This, yeah. But he's, he's a keeper. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> who they don't even know his name. Like it's nuts. And then everybody, like you can't tell how serious this wedding is. Like, is it? Is there um? Have they been blackmailed into this? Like, why are they doing this? And then both, but both sets of grandparents are there, like on a Thursday. It's really weird. Yeah, they're, I think, again, it's like this, le- because every time they go to the sister, they're playing like 50s music and stuff. It's like, mm. almost like she's a relic too, from like a right. different time period when like, that would have been a thing that like, you barely know somebody and you marry them and your parents are meeting for the first time the night before your wedding. Yeah. Either way, it's bizarre. The sister is bizarre, for sure. But I, I assume it's a Friday that this, this all occurred on a Friday and a Saturday. Yeah, right. it's like a Friday day at school and then a Friday night dance yeah. and mm-hmm. then the next day is for the wedding. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Long Duck Dong uh, is the spectacle at dinner. They're all just whew, really laying into He's like... Use, using forks as chopsticks. Yeah. <laughs> they keep calling him the weird Chinese guy in the room. Um, yeah. It's a rough... Oh, yeah. The next note I have is, so the grandparents have an indentured servant which is what it seems like, right? Like they just keep on saying how they, 
he's just doing chores for them around the house. And like, what program is this that like you can get an exchange student as two like seniors that are not connected? I don't know. I don't know the grandparents' backstory. It's bizarre. it It was confusing. Katie, you don't know their backstory. You don't know that they served in the P4. <laughs> I and know. They in have China. In They're China. probably like on the board of the local school and they had an extra kid and they like agreed to take them. I also have a note saying that like um, people talk to themselves a lot in this movie. Yeah. Like doors close and it's not quite, it's like uh, not quite the fourth wall, but it's like not quite to the camera, but it's clearly for us. And it's, um, yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Molly Ringwald basically had one where it was to the camera. I mean, she, her eyes were slightly off. So it was like, right, not completely, but yeah. Yeah, she's like, I just got felt up by my grandmother, right? Like to <laughs> no one. Like, it's like really interesting. And that was the first time that this could have spiraled into an SVU episode. <laughs> yeah. The first of a few times. Um, so then we, we go to the dance, um, which again, I think this is another like John Hughes, like special. Uh, yeah. We got, we got Spando Ballet uh, in there though, which is a song I really like. The, oh, yeah. I'm not familiar with that uh, one. Oh, uh, 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 yeah. Yeah, that song is used. I didn't, I've never, um, I've not seen this movie, but I do love um, Not Another Teen Movie which does a lot of John, it's just this one big, long John Hughes. So I feel like that song is used to like signal school dance a lot. Yes. And uh, we have like all those different groups, the nerds and and the jocks and whatnot. Um, And the nerds are talking and um, they're betting, they're betting the nerd, the nerd who's, who's, he's named that in the credits uh farmer ted that why is he called why is he named farmer Ted? oh sorry the geek the geek my bad i don't know i don't i don't yeah why is he go ahead (laughs) i don't i don't know that i know there's like a a west coast thing like a northwest thing where people call each other farmer as like a sign of affection of some kind or like but i don't i don't think that's related i have no idea is his name ted yeah, why is he called the geek if they named his character? That's what it's I don't also weird. Know. Yeah, but I because I was, that's yeah, that's who he is, right? Yeah, yeah. But he I was also, also has a name, right? Because his actual name is Ted, but then like the cool kids or the older kids are calling him Farmer Ted. Um, he calls himself Farmer Ted at one point. Is he the first to say it? I don't know. I'll have to go back and watch. I don't it. remember, yeah, but. It's he definitely I, refers to himself as Farmer Ted. Yeah, but I thought he referred to himself as that after he was already called that by an older kid. Um, I don't know. I, I was really confused. I thought I missed something. I'm just trying to, I, I'm just reading a little bit about it. There's a few different things like uh, people in the suburbs making fun of farmers. I don't know. There's well, some... sure. Yeah, I guess, I guess it's supposed to be like an insult, but it's not like super clear. Yeah. Um, it but had... The... The whole scene kind of had like a Napoleon Dynamite vibe to me. Like, well, Napoleon Dynamite had a vibe off that scene, don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Probably. totally. Just like yeah. the whole like awkward. I mean, like it seems like Jen Hughes really likes to focus in on the awkwardness and just like the um, poor fashion choices slash <laughs> just the awkwardness of being a teen. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, the nerds bet Farmer Teddy. I don't, maybe I said this, I couldn't remember if we got off track. A thousand floppy disks, he won't get a tit, um, which is a great uh, bet from the 80s. Yeah. Um, and we see Long Duck Dong dancing with the, the 
pole vaulter or whatever her name. I don't know. I Tra- thought it like, was. I thought she was a teacher. I was so confused too. I was like, whoa, what she a line to cross. But she's she supposed look- to be a lesbian, right? Like that's the whole joke. No, no, no. Uh. Uh-uh. But at one point she's like, I've never kissed a guy before, and then he's like, neither have I. I don't I think, think that was- men like her because she's too tall. Right. Mm, yeah. Okay. Too athletic. Me and Annie had a different take, but maybe we were projecting <laughs> onto the film. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that she's super athletic and yeah. Well, quite honestly, I would buy that because I think if she had been like a lesbian, I think we would have known it by some pretty awesome slurs throughout. <laughs> <laughs> like, I think it was too light of a touch. So, yeah. Um, so we get the whole sort of like Jake talks to the nerd and Jake wants to know about Sam, who she is. They of course just talk about her body immediately. Uh, that mm-hmm. she has a nice, a nice voice and smells okay. Uh, and then um, Sam goes into the auto shop, and Farmer Ted goes in. They have a heart to heart slash. He tries to make out with her, and she doesn't want him to. Several this times. Is... Well, yeah. Why would she have put up with him as long as she did? Uh, he's he generally, I I would say ten percent endearing and ninety or actually. 70% annoying and then like 20% rapey, I guess. Yeah, good um, percentages. And, and so why is she putting up with them? Why wouldn't she just leave again like she's done twice before? And I, I, I don't really get that. Yeah, I thought about that a lot too. I mean, I, I like and mostly hate that car scene because it's just totally assaulting. But the parts of Anthony Michael Hall that are endearing are very endearing there. And then Molly Ringwald is like super patient. I guess we're just supposed to not find him threatening at all. Like, I guess he's just, I was thinking about that too. I was like, this guy could totally physically dominate her. And this is, none of this is okay. But I guess he's just supposed to be such like a little bug that it's not a threat. I don't know. But it's a yeah. misfire because he is. <laughs> yeah. Either way, he's he's definitely not heeding her leave me alones. Right. Uh, and then she gives him her underwear anyway. She never would have done that. Like I know. Yeah. I think we're supposed to believe that they've like now they're best friends, kind of. Yeah, they have a heart to heart. Now they're best friends. So that's a little strange. And then he makes money off of it. What does he do with that money? Wait, well, first of all, what does she think he was going to do with it? Right. Just like wear it yeah. himself or like who knows right. later later in the, on in the movie she screams when she hears that he was telling everyone or charging money for it and she's somehow surprised by this yeah she um, gave it to him and he said like i made a bet like yeah totally <laughs> that whole thing is so weird i don't know i just think it's like john hughes being like what does a ninth grade boy want to see it's like panties yeah and then the other note i had from this scene is I, I think he's like, you sh- should sleep with me or something like that. And she's like, I can't because I'm, he's, she even like phrases it all like dreaming. Like, you know, I, I, I would, but I'm jonesing for this other guy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Is that the reason? No, you can, yeah. you can honestly just say, no, I, I'm not going to sleep with you here in this auto shop because <sighs> we have nothing between us and I don't well, owe you that. There's like two things to that. One is like, Honestly, like as a woman, I was not told by my parents or anything like that, but just by culture and society that like you let men down in an easy way. Of course, now I would never do that. But I think as a teenager, I would have. But also that like, yeah, that's just like, 
a relic again, like a relic of the time of just like, yeah, you just, you don't hurt anybody's feelings with that. You don't hurt men's feelings. Also, he's upsetting. Like, yeah, I would probably say he, that today. <laughs> I would yeah. probably talk to a man, but, but, but she does a real 180 from the bus to right. the auto shop. Right, but oh, at, totally. At the, same time, at the same time, he's not just like going in for a kiss. He wants sex. So it's yeah. like, yeah, right. it's just, just crazy to be going for that home run. Uh, I, I know. know it's it's a creepy like a again on that one yeah it's creepy it's like I feel like sometimes in this movie like the script or the idea is there the idea is nuanced but the execution of it isn't like the idea of what they're wrestling with is nuanced but him like literally jumping on her three times and putting her his leg up around her yeah. is just not it's like not in line with the idea he's trying to communicate it's just interesting yeah and I know you guys said, you know, there's a lot of stuff you grew up with and you like connected to in this, in probably Molly Ringwald's character and stuff like that. And just the idea of being a sophomore guy and thinking that first I'm, I have a you know, freshman guy and that there's more than a 0% chance that I would be having sex with anyone. Yeah, um, totally. You know, <laughs> just, it, it's, it's great. Like I can't identify with that guy at all. Like maybe the guys with like the, <laughs> like John Cusack and that I, I could sort of like that sort of nerdiness yeah. like fits in with like a freshman but like yeah the idea of like a, a woman or a girl or anything yeah no no would you have paid money to see somebody's underwear no I don't Do get that no. I don't get the appeal of that yeah I don't either it, it's it's weird but that's why I'm curious I'm like I would not have obviously paid money to see a man's underwear but then I, I also like grew up in a house with boys and had to see their underwear all the time. So what do I, yeah. you know? I can see the, <laughs> like, if there's like something going on in the, the bathroom is like someone has a big reveal. I'd be like, ooh, what, what's this? But if it's just like, he's going to show that he has someone's underwear, I'd be like, no. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It's weird. Yeah, definitely. There's, that whole scene is very strange and problematic. That whole series of scenes. Um, yeah. Okay. So can I move on a little bit? Yes, yeah, uh-huh. okay. totally. All yeah, right, so we see we see Long Duck Dong driving away in the car frantically. I uh, don't know why he's allowed to be just driving that car. Um, and then we also, cut he's to super drunk, right? Yeah. Not yet. Okay. Yeah, but there's a lot of drunk driving that happens later. Okay, gotcha. Um, yeah, there is and, a, lot, a lot. And then we see the dinner with the in-laws, um, which is just like a very strange scene where we like are just like on this tangent away from the teenagers. Yeah. It's like, yeah. This seems like they've, they're caught up in mafia stuff and they need to marry her <laughs> off. Like it doesn't make any sense. And I have the note, like how old is Rudy? Um, and yeah. he has like a receding hairline. Like it's just like, yeah. it's nuts. He's I know. like 34, I would yeah, say. Yeah, right? Do you, guys yeah, know, do you guys know what a bohunk is? I looked it up. No. What's crazy what is, is I'm so interested because Phil, I don't know if you remember the very first Is It For Real, which was unfortunately Sans Bridget about, um, which was Adventures in Babysitting, which kind of right. has some like overlap in this movie. They call, like there's a big insult, like you big dumb bohunk. And it's like, yeah, you big dumb bohunk. And I'm like, what is that? Well, but I see Bridget's face grimacing every time it? I say what it. it so now I feel like I want to rewind time and not say it so much, just like my Shut intro. Katie, we're, we're, already, we're, already, we're already three hours into the podcast. We're not restarting. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, uh, the definition of a bohunk is an immigrant from Great. Central oh. Europe 
or Southeastern laborer, it is uh, definitely meant to be offensive. Like to How say, do you like, spell it? B-O-H-U-N-K. Wow. Yeah, and they use, they call him an oily bohunk over and over again. Uh, they call that's yeah, what that's... they're calling Long Duck Dong. No, they're no. calling oh. Rudy that. So it's definitely oh. an Italian his slur. His last sounds name, like an Italian. His slur. last name is Rizcheck, which is not Italian. Rizcheck. <laughs> it's more a like Polish, Polish yeah. Italian mobster. Southeastern Yikes. Europe, Yikes. Central or Southeast. Yeah, so it's really like you're an immigrant. You're you know blue collar. Wow. Well, I had no idea. I know. But, I didn't know that either. I Googled it. And, and now I've said but, it three times. <laughs> but their family was definitely in the mob, mafia. It connected. seemed like it. Yeah. I mean, they laid it on pretty thick. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which is like a very Chicago. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, that's true. Chicago also has a huge uh, Polish community. So I don't know if that was like the tie in there, but. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I should say organized crime, not necessarily the mafia. Well, um, whatever. Yeah. Whatever mob. Yeah. Philip, you know I am Italian, so be careful. <laughs> I, I will. I don't want to offend our many, many Cosa never, Nostra subscribers never, to the podcast. You never asked me my middle name, but it's Bohunk. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. I can say it because I'm Italian. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's rewind. I don't want to. Okay. Um, we go to the party at Jake Ryan's. His house is fucking destroyed like ruined yeah, this is so i was talking to annie about this um a lot of this movie reminds me of freaks and geeks which i'm a hundred percent sure that judd apatow took a lot of the inspiration of yes. this movie to do freaks isn't judd apatow he, john what's his name hughes is john his, hughes it's john hughes's kid right <laughs> probably <laughs> but uh, this movie also she was saying it was like the first movie to do the whole like high school party um like one of the high school party scenes because to me do people actually have parties like this like people actually have their parents house when they're in or out of town who knows like i mean my other question is like where are jake's jake ryan's parents well they're not there and how old is he is he 30 like anyway but the the level to which his house is destroyed is nuts i've i've never been i've been to some big house parties before yeah i've never been to really anywhere there was any sort of extensive damage to a house that seems yeah, mild, mild damage bonkers like maybe somebody backing into a garage oh, sure. yeah, like, yeah yeah but it's never like that's so before. out of control that like kegs are coming through the window and pizzas <laughs> and the cabinets and like every inch of the house is just like totally it's destroyed. crazy it's wild they did so much damage to that and also i will note that this house has very cheap floors. The fact that <laughs> some weights can go through like two, well, yeah. Yeah, you're gonna wanna look into that in general. They did them a favor. <laughs> they may yeah. have had a bunch of bohunks build that thing, if you know what I mean. God, Philip. All right. Um, yeah, I don't know how offensive that word is. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, I know. I should probably not just say, just not say it. Uh, yeah. The nerds show up and they're, uh, there's so many weird moments there. It's like that whole beer can thing with the, again, with like way too old of men who are there. Yeah. Um, just this like despairing difference. I guess there is a big difference though in high school between like a senior there, and a freshman. There is, especially for men. I think, I think he gets that correct. Uh, I think for men and women, I think there's just hormones are hitting at really different times. And I just remember like playing on uh, sort of like, 
middle school and then like ninth grade football teams, it was just like you would have hundred pound people out there with like 230 pound people and they would have yeah. to interact and play against each other. And it was just horrifying. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think they do really get that right, that there's basically adults, almost adults, and then almost children in high school. And they, they're supposed to mix. Uh, Jake Ryan is trying to call Sam at home and gets the grandparents. They think he's a pervert. Um. <laughs> I was confused at first if he like meant to say eat me uh, to whoever was on the other line or he just was like, oh, no one's picking up. Eat me, you know, like. Like, like fuck a, me. Yeah. I think that, I think was it's Was it actually ladder. fuck me at first? No, I think that one was always eat me. Oh. But also but. there were so many shots in this movie of like Jake like looking at his destroyed house or like being forlorn that he can't get in touch with um, Molly Ringwald. And I, I just, we haven't had a conversation with him. So it's like, why do we care about this person? Yeah. Just like, uh, yeah. There's very little to care about, uh, <laughs> except for that he's cute. And he's that's cute. It. He's cute and rich, but like, there's no substance to him. Like, but I will say again, reflecting back on my teenage girl years, that there were several boys that I had like, I mean, I remember having like a heartbreaking crush, but like in retrospect, they they were just kind of like douchebags. Yeah. Like they didn't have any substance to them or like I see them now and I'm like, oh, like they're just- Yeah, but the part, I totally agree with you. Like the, yeah, but the, and more of people that I thought I was supposed to crush on were like that. <laughs> the people that I got a memo about needing to crush on were those people. But I feel like what doesn't quite square about Jake Ryan is the people that you're describing were always surrounded by a group of people that were either similar or like they were like connected as like a little like posse. The yeah. weird part about Jake Ryan is that he seems to be other than the like older man that uses the high school gym that he was doing pull-ups with <laughs> like he doesn't seem to be connected to that high school at all other than yeah. attending classes Maybe he's a ghost there. he's a ghost yeah like he reminds me of some people in high school that were like really good looking but were like such loners and yeah. like killing deer on the weekend and you're like what is happening <laughs> like I'm thinking about this person like one he guy did have like he did have like kind of a hipstery look for the like he had those a like lumberjack boots. Right, yeah. so he wasn't like, but also it's the Midwest. I don't know. Those pants that look like they were on backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they I had actually, weird pockets. I love those weird back pocket pants. Um, so and he always had his shirt tucked in. Carolyn gets shwasty pants Oof, and tries to talk to Jake, and then he shuts that door on her hair, which is just terrible. Right. Yeah. This is the person we're supposed to care about. Right. Yeah. He's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Any other movie, he's the bad guy. In real life, he's just a regular a-hole. That is so well said. Like, I couldn't tell if he was the villain or not. Like, what? Like, yeah, I didn't yeah. get it. Also, if this movie is about Sam, Molly Ringwald, she's absent for, like, this whole part of the yeah. movie. And she's, yeah. like, go, at home yeah. on a couch, just, like, tucked in. Pouting. I, tangents. Like, I, 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 a, was, I was expecting her to show up so many times during this yeah. party. And it just never happened. No, nope, she's not invited. She's not there. I know. I have a lot of notes throughout my notes that is just like, why is Molly Ringwald crying? What's happening? <laughs> but in yeah. truth, like it doesn't make sense cinematically, but it does make sense in real life. 
That's like, true. You know, like I could relate to just the feeling of like random loneliness that no one else gives a shit about that you're just going to ruin your like, night with. In your room listening to the Pure Mood CD totally. over again. I totally. I mean, yeah. What? That was me. <laughs> <laughs> I totally get that. Yeah. Um. So Carolyn's asshole friends cut her. Even if you're, I mean, that's just mean. Like, where do they get those giant scissors? Why not knock on the door? He's yeah. not like drunk in there. He's just on a, if you knock long enough, he's I going know. to open the door. Jeff was like, why didn't they just open the door? I'm like, it's a movie. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So Sam, Sam does cry in front of her dad and he does say, we forgot your birthday and they have a heart to heart. Which is very sweet. Yeah. yeah. Which nice. contextualizes the sister a little bit too, which is helpful. Right. Um, and they have like dr- very dramatic music during that moment. Mm-hmm. Like very. Um, there are some tone shifts in this movie, like from the uh, radio DJ soundboards to emotional talks and stuff like that. You know, it's all over the place. So then we're, we're back at the party and Jake Ryan's house again is just completely terrified, destroyed. And I would say nerd- this is like, post party because like everyone's gone everybody's gone everybody's gone except for him like melancholy looking over the destruction of rome or whatever it is because is the premise that the girlfriend invited ever carolyn invited everybody over to the house and that and right. he didn't want them to come there so he's just so pissed about everything there was one point yeah. earlier where she was like i'm just gonna invite a couple of people and they've been told not to tell everyone Got and it. then there jumps to later where there's a scene is like Hey everyone, let me introduce you to right. my boyfriend. And that's, I think, to show that she invited a, a bunch of random people. Okay, got, got it. Got it. So the nerd is then under the glass coffee table, which is just like perfect. But also, like, how long has he been under there? Super Could terrified. Died? Could he have died? I, I don't know. Like, how did they even, like, they had to put him under there and then cover it with shit. Like, uh, just like random stuff that only his eye is um poking out of which looks like a i don't know what horror movie it's like but there is some horror movie oh god that i think maybe it's the like shining no maybe like pan's labyrinth with like the eye and the i don't know what it was like somebody had an eye where it shouldn't have been and it's really creepy it's so like eyes that like are looking all the over the it was very horror movie like and yeah. then he's just and then anthony michael hall's scream of like <laughs> like it's just oh god it's creepy and it's he does so- sound like he's suffocating it's really scary. It's really creepy. Uh, they have a heart to heart. He makes cocktails. Uh, it gets like he's got to be so drunk. Um, and this is where we get just like a terrible line where Ugh. Jake Ryan Oof. says he has Caroline in his room and he could violate her ten ways. Okay, yeah. I don't want to go down a rabbit yeah. hole on that line, but I do. All right. In that, does somebody self describe as? being able to violate somebody like that seems like somebody calling themselves a hipster a predator well is the word violate use like that it just seems like such a clinical terrible term like a clinical term to refer to a terrible thing where i'm like what like you're a you're gonna say out loud that you could violate her it's terrible it's nuts it's so surprising I- I've been watching a lot of SVU lately, and so yeah. this is something that a lot of characters say, like this type For of thing. For real? And, I mean, they're not the hero of the movie or the love interest. <laughs> uh, they're they are the person that go to jail or get murdered later on. 
Uh, by it one also of the almost seems yeah. sorry. It almost seems like a more of a, a modern term too, right? To violate, some, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, but the I idea mean, that like she's property and you know, again, I'm I'm not justifying it. I think that's just like the way that people have talked about women's bodies. That like he has the authority to violate her because she's so passed out. Yeah, I think there's some, and it's we can talk crazy. about it in a second. There's some other lines and other pieces of conversation. Oh yeah, that, it gets really bad. That are that are even worse. Or, I yeah. mean, not even worse, but because I mean, basically he's talking about raping his girlfriend. Um, yeah, ten ways. Yeah. 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 Um, so he he gives a like a fancy ass car to a drunk driver who's underage to drive Carol Carolyn home. Um, yeah, at this point, I have a note that's like, are you trying to kill her? Like, it, he's so insistent that this happen. It just seems like it's like a different movie. <laughs> like, where they're trying... He, it's a, he's definitely like, a pivot. It's definitely a weird pivot, for sure. Yeah. But I... See, I, he basically sold his girlfriend for a pair of underwear. And because he, he says all these comments of like, oh, have fun, you know, she's good to go, you know, you you have fun um and it's just like oh god yeah, yeah you it's bad yep she's so drunk her underwear is hanging out it's like the like epitome of like exactly what you would see in like a don't do this video right like, like but, pull her skirt down like give her yeah. some dig- dignity in that moment uh, but i think I think the the quote I wrote down is he says Jake our love interest says she's totally gone have fun yeah, yeah. I know yeah. I know it's so bad it's so gross um uh then Long Duck Dong falls out of a tree in an Asian outfit a very stereotypical some sort of I don't know yeah. what he's oh I think he yells, he yells bonsai too, <laughs> he yells, I think he yells bonsai yeah um i also have a note that's like would anthony michael hall like know how to drive like he's drunk first of all so all of his reactions would be terrible but it's also like as a freshman in high school i just i guess i had driven like a go-kart and a bike you could have figured it out yes you're driving yeah. far away and isn't it um a stick shift no no he's, that's why not. he was right oh that's that's why he gave them that because the other yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why he gave them the rolls royce instead of the porsche because he wasn't able to drive a stick ship got it yeah and then let's see okay so so then we see a couple other things the nerds get a car ride home from the, from the <laughs> yeah. big guy the big guys right um in the trunk but safely and securely <laughs> <laughs> that was that was a huge surprise that they weren't uh, molested. They were violated ten ways. And then the yeah. one kid just like waits, like John Cusack is lifted out of there, and the other kid just waits and like shimmies over for his turn. It's so weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> that is a weird little moment. Yeah, sure. <laughs> a little does. baby bird or something. It's like reverse hazing of some sort. You know, it's like just carry me everywhere. Yeah. You big, you yeah. big hunks. Yeah, there's definitely both sides are. Playing playing and or agreeing to this in some way yeah yeah it's weird. Uh, <laughs> um so then they go back to the car and carolyn is suddenly wide awake but still trashed she litters uh she answers the car phone um and i didn't even then know she, they had car phones in 1984 or, if you're yeah. really really rich you did 
Yeah, I think that's the signal that they're just impossible. Yeah. Um, And then she tries to hit on him, which again, seems like an impossible thing. I mean, it's it's all downhill from here, really. It's like everything is just like one terrible, chaotic thing after another. Um, And then they go, he, he takes her to the nerd's house. Are they having a slumber party? Are they brothers? What are they doing? Yeah, I thought about that, <laughs> and too. What are the things on their heads? Like, what is the purpose of, of those? I just want to watch a movie about them, kind of, and find out. Yep. I guess I guess yeah. Revenge of the Nerds is the movie about them. Yeah. I've never seen. So. Or actually, uh, Weird Science is Weird the movie Science. about them. Weird Science, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. And they go to take a picture of her with that camera. They <laughs> use a tripod for a Polaroid camera. Right. Which is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and with a Polaroid camera, they still were not able to get it right. Yeah, they would have known in 30 Instantly. seconds yeah. <laughs> that they just got half of his face. That and is a weird ha- bit. It has a viewfinder. It's, yeah. And, like, those men, those boys are, like, inventing, like, radio frequency scientific right. equipment, but they can't take a Polaroid shot. Yeah. yeah. Which, I mean, John Hughes did, I think, write, he at least directed whether he wrote it or not uh weird science so i think Mm. this was like a precursor of the characters for that which i think michael whatever anthony michael hall Hall, yeah whatever three name man um (laughs) he was in that interesting um so then we cut to it's the morning of the wedding so it's the next day it's the only other day in this movie which is two days yeah um and then it's just like a lot of frantic back and forth between the family and the long duck dong in the yard and but there, there is a little moment here that i want to talk about that is very funny and if you didn't see it you should go back and watch it with buy the movie again yeah. which is that they're all piling into the car in the driveway and little grandma she she does not get into the car you see she says she's getting into the car because they all shuffle around but then uh-huh. what you see is her duck down next to the car <laughs> and the car starts to pull away and you can still see her ducking there but you mean that's oh. like a that's like a inconsistency with the film like that's it's like an a, inconsistency a error. that's funny oh, I, will, I will go back so she's that, like yeah. ducking next to it and then they like pull into the street and that's when they see long duck dong and then they all get out of the car and suddenly oh. grandma's like standing there next to the car but she didn't really get out of it she was also probably just ducking and then <laughs> stood up again it'd be, um, it'd be weird to know yeah to understand why they had to do that i guess they maybe didn't have room well, they also like separate they were, by genders because they were missing one car and so they were piling everyone into this too many people into this one car and so they would have been too tough for interesting in real life i have a note of slightly before that when they're getting ready and it like the brother is like standing outside of the bathroom oh and yeah. like warns the father not to go in there and just continues to fan and then the father leaves and then he just stays there and i'm like is it the is the brother gonna stay there all morning to just like fan a poop smell from the bathroom like why is he there why is he keeping on being he's, there? He's <laughs> got to so comb his hair and he's under a timeline yeah. or, you know, deadline. It's, I don't know. Yeah, it's bizarre. And then I the think, next note I have is like, yeah, like after they get out of the car, when the grandmother says, Howard, he's dead. Kind of funny. One little relic I do like about that scene where they're into cars is that the little brother gets into the front seat. And it just reminds me of a lot of car rides I had, like in the 80s, where you're like sitting in that middle front seat. Yeah, yeah, we definitely had that same station wagon. Um, and they don't 
do that anymore, but yes, had a lap belt in the front seat. As um, the shortest member of like my immediate and extended family, I was often put in that front middle seat. I'm very (laughs) familiar with air conditioning right in my face for better or for worse, but yeah. Yeah. Some days you liked it. Yeah. Better, even, even better if the seats were pleather. Yep. Yeah. And then you were like sticking to it. Oh God. (laughs) Yes. It's like hot. Yeah, totally. Um, okay. So get going between the scenes. Let's see. Uh, we've got the nerd, uh, and Carolyn in the parking lot. Uh, He's got headgear. I don't know how he remembered that or had it with him. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. No. Unless he knew he was going to be out. Cause I actually had to wear headgear at night for a while in middle school or high school. I can't remember. But at no point would I ever Stop go bragging, just, Phil. Just in case. <laughs> Bring it out case. with you. Yeah. 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 Where would he even put no it? Sense. Like, even um, for, like, a sleepover, I'm not bringing my headgear. Right. To, like, yeah. Yeah, great. I probably wouldn't put it on in a church parking lot with, like, the prom queen falling asleep next to me. Yeah. This whole scene is just totally cringeworthy and terrible. Like, she inf- she implies that they had sex and she doesn't remember. Did they, though? No! But... How do you know? Because, like... Yeah. I don't know! He apparently got... Unless he's faking, like, he was a lot drunker than he was, um, he got drunk, so then you have two people that got blackout drunk, or you have him faking, like, he was drunk yeah i don't know it, it's, it's bad either so way so hard to read and and i'm kind of with phil where like i just assume because they're both reliable narrators like i don't know why we're supposed to believe they haven't because then she talks to jake about it too you know what i mean like it's like i don't know the tone is off i have no idea why wouldn't have he have been no we didn't have sex um well like he's or her why wouldn't she be like f off no and then she's like i think i did enjoy it like it's so weird it's so bizarre so weird i don't the whole thing is terrible um jenny's on pills just at the (laughs) wedding oh yeah (laughs) the whole wedding scene i do like that that scene where she's going up the aisle and she tries to sit down That was legitimately that funny. That is funny. I like the sit down. It yeah. was in a completely different movie, but yeah. it was she's so she was a good, great comic she, actor in that. Yeah, yeah, that character is vapid and terrible, but she's did a good job being she, vapid and terrible. That her walking up that aisle kind of reminded me of like so the sister walking down the aisle at that wedding reminded me of Kristen Wiig walking down like the airplane aisle in Bridesmaids. Uh, just yeah. to say that I really liked it. And it was kind of like, oh, we're in a hilarious comedy all of a sudden. So. There are a lot of a lot of um, things to, to this movie in Bridesmaids. I couldn't articulate that. Uh, the whole end of Bridesmaids uh, is pretty much the end of this movie. <laughs> If yeah. you think about where she comes out of the church and he's standing there by his cop car and yeah. she, he comes to like save her there and it's very similar. I just gave away the end of the movie. <laughs> um, well then when we get the big joke about her period that the whole church hears, hilarious. Because God forbid she's on yeah. her period. I know. Or like she should be have the wherewithal to know that she probably doesn't need to take four muscle re- yeah. relaxers to deal with this whole period to our, problem. To our non-period 
getting listeners and co-hosts that is not yeah, how yeah. you deal with a period especially if you have to get married that day no but, I guess, but then i was kind of reading into it like maybe this is more on par with like who this person is like she might just want to forget who she is all the time i don't yeah. know yeah that whole the whole thing is funny with her taking the veil off and like getting i i enjoyed that whole <laughs> yeah, part totally. um yeah jake ryan goes to the house nobody's there only long duck dong he's upset at him because he got hit in the face long duck dong did um and then i did think it was funny that long duck dong insists that like samantha's getting married yeah <laughs> uh that day which i could see right if you are totally just along for the ride of this like crazy family and somebody's getting married it's like yeah that one i don't know like sure she's getting married it's kind of a under uh reasonable misunderstanding. so then uh basically jake ryan shows up at the wedding and uh, to what take her back from her husband i don't know she doesn't think he's getting well right i guess he just uh, that was my question to annie i was like wait doesn't he think she just got married and she's like no so i guess he just figures it out pretty quick that it was her sister um he waits by the car she sees him it's the most iconic moment in all of movie history right um and uh but just yeah, yeah so unearned like i get I i've seen it referenced all the time of just the waiting and also the whole your backdrop behind you the and we'll get to it in a second the sitting on the table it's just once again a whole different movie needed to be in front of this for to get to these like super iconic moments yeah the picture of the two of them over the 16 candles have you guys seen the movie descent which is this horror yeah. film uh-huh. that's yeah. how that movie ends which is like <laughs> a real different way of oh, ending wow. it it's like in with a ice like a cake in a cave in hell <laughs> oh yeah i remember that <laughs> but it's nuts but yeah go and ahead it ends darkly i will yeah, say uh, you know. that movie's a really i would recommend that movie <laughs> it's a different different uh is it for real kind of side project but yeah go ahead <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, that's the movie, right? Well, they end and yeah, like they ended his, his apartment in New York City. I don't know. Like, I guess they ended <laughs> his house, but it's, his you know what I mean? His it's clean just, house? Yeah, right, right. Right, yeah. I have so many questions about him. Like, where are his parents? What do they do? Like, you know, what is his relationship with anybody? I will say, having grown up in a nice area in sure. Maryland, that I had friends or I knew people whose parents were just like never around and they were just rich and like got to do whatever they yeah. wanted. I mean, I think that's just the yep. case. Yeah. I mean, they're kind of in the outskirts of Chicago, right? Yeah. Suburbs. So the they suburbs. could be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, granted, <sighs> these people still weren't allowed to do like $10,000 worth of damage to their house and car, but yeah. No, it's insane. So that's 16 Candles, everybody. 16 Candles. Let's do our HBDs. Hummers, bummers, and dumbers. All right, what do we want to start with? Um, Let's start negative and work positive. Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I I have a dumber. I have a very specific dumber. Okay. Sure. Okay. So when um, Farmer Ted, the geek, um, drives... Uh, Carolyn to John Cusack and the other like geeks house and he goes to their window and uh, he's like you guys gotta come out you gotta see what I have and John Cusack is like is it a UFO and he's like no and he's like is it an extraterrestrial better. and I'm no, like better what? like 
No, but like the pivot from UFO to extraterrestrial as if they're two different things is like so weird to me. It's like, is he only going to say things that could have come from a UFO? Like, and then he's like, is it a female extraterrestrial? Anyway, I didn't understand it. That's my dumb. <laughs> That's because you're not a teenage boy. Yeah, I am not. I am not. Um, yeah, that was my dumber other than the pull-ups, which I thought was really dumb. <laughs> um, dumber. Let's see. I just feel like, unfortunately, there's like a lot of miscommunication. Like, if people would just talk to each other, mm-hmm. so much of this would have been solved. Like, Sam didn't know she couldn't stay in her room, that her grandparents were like, what, did she not know that? Or like, right. why didn't anybody know Long Duck Dong was coming? Yeah. Like nobody told anybody? If people would stop just talking to themselves while they're alone and right. talk to each other. Yeah. It would be, it would work out better. I think it's dumb that like the, the, the parents just met for the first time the night before the wedding. Like again, miscommunication. They could have just like figured that out earlier. Yeah. So- my dumber is not communicating. Yeah. In sort of in line with that, I was sort of annoyed that every time Sam brought it up that no one, her parents didn't remember her birthday, she would leave it there. She wouldn't be like, probably because my sister is getting married tomorrow. It's like, that's 100% the reason why yeah. they forgot. And, yeah. and she would, not once did she ever like say that when she was explaining. She just was like, they forgot my birthday. But like, like- I'm not saying that excuses it, but it's like, that is the reason. And that should right. like come right after it. Yeah. When they planned that wedding day, they had to have had a conversation somewhere yeah. that was like, Sam, guess what? That's the day after your birthday. Right. Totally. Exactly. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they did not. I know. Um, uh, I'll go. And so, so my dumber is just going to be freshman nerds thinking that they're going to have sex or talk to a girl <laughs> without peeing your pants. You know, this is just, it's not a thing. We, you would, I don't know. I would generally, you would go to a dance. You would get up the nerve to ask someone to do the little like shuffle foot slow dance. Uh, you do like two or three times, and you're like, yeah, I like held on to the the sides of a girl's hips for uh, a three minute driving and crying song, yeah. and like like that was your great night. Like at no time do you ever think you're you're getting laid or yeah. So that's just that's dumb. Dumb. Yeah, it's pretty dumb. As as a freshman guy at one point, our expectations were, were very low. Can you tell me more about Drive and Cry songs? Driving and Crying? Yeah. Um, the famous one is uh, I'm Going Straight to Hell. Just like my set, I'm going straight to hell. They're, they're a Georgia band. Um, it's And you would hear that at a school dance? Yeah, we, we love I- that song. I thought you were talking about like a genre of music where you specifically drove no, this, down this like is, Georgia streets a, and cried about it. it. No, it, <laughs> no, it's it's a uh, it's a band from Macon, Georgia, I believe, and uh, <laughs> yeah, you have to. I thought you were talking about yeah, like the the song you got to dance to was one that you would like maybe cry in your car to, like yeah, no, yeah, like at the um, driving like, movie like theater, the Bodyguard soundtrack or something. Yeah. Totally. Not to totally. supplant your song, but I'll have to see if I can. No, uh, I actually, that is my song now. Please, that is the song. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we have to play. Um, wow. Uh, bummers, Katie. So written next to Bummers, I have half of Anthony Michael Hall and Molly Ringwald. Um, but I feel like this is going to be a controversial bummer. Like, I just don't. I, I had a lot of notes throughout my notes that were like, what is Sam like when she's not upset that it's her birthday? 
Like I couldn't tell like <laughs> what this person would be like to have a conversation with, to hang out with, like kind of just like Jake Ryan. I'm like, why are we focusing on these two people? I know, but um, it's, again, it's a movie written by a man, directed by a man. About yeah, maybe, so. maybe, yeah. I know, I know. <laughs> it's just that like, I wish that Molly Ringwald because actually it's interesting. I've listened to subsequent um, interviews with him, with her subsequent after yesterday. So I listened to like <laughs> podcasts like all day today with her. Um, and I'm like, she's really dynamic. I like her, like the yeah, actress, but sure. I wish that she would have been able to bring some humor or like personality. She's just like so whiny and pouty. And I feel for her when she's sad. But when she's upset, I'm like, oh, God. So anyway, I guess it's, yeah, I feel like my bummer is kind of Molly Ringwald. No, I, I, I get that. I think that makes sense. I definitely had written down here just the, I got emotions uh, for her, her general feels for this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's your bummer, Philip? My bummer is just going to be all the date rape that's, that's out there. That's, uh, yeah. we've talked about it enough. That's it. I, you know, I, sort of, I guess, for different slurs and stuff, you can maybe defend it. It was a different time. We didn't know how offensive it was. But, like, I don't know how you put some of this date rapey stuff in there and not think that it's wrong. Yeah. yeah, I know. That's my bummer, too. It's just, that bums me out a lot about this movie. <laughs> especially that, I'm going to make it really especially, well, I don't, I can't do that because that's just not even, like, good but that last scene with the with the nerd and carolyn in the car is just too upsetting yeah that conversation and that oh it's wrong well let's get hummed up what are we uh, humming about I, I besides the point when she kicks long duck dong in the ribs <laughs> um, granny kick yeah besides the granny kick i really liked the little grandmother I really liked when she was trying to have the cigarette not fall in the eggs. Like, um, I don't know. I just found her endearing. I, I really liked her. She so. didn't fit in that car, so she just crouched next to it. Well, now I like her even better. I can't wait to rewatch because I still have it for 24 hours. I okay, go, you'll see it. You'll see her there. I'm crouching. excited to rewatch that, yeah. Uh, I'll go with, first off, I now I'm just creating this whole new movie about those like three jocks that kidnapped the nerds and just the, the road trip they went on and all the, the fun <laughs> yeah. hijinks they went on. Totally. Um, but as far as what was actually in the movie, um, and I think this goes for all of John Hughes' movies, is the music. It's all spot mm. on. It's, it's great. There's like some sort of uh, second wave ska that was in there. I think it was like the specials. Boingo, yeah. boingo. Yeah. And yeah. He hits that every single time. So I would give it yeah. to them. We're on the same wavelength. Spoiler that alert for that has to do with one of our questions that are coming up from our podcast listeners, but go ahead. Sorry. Well, we're on the same, same wavelength because I was going to talk about the music too, but um, I'll, you know what? I'm hummed up that I'm still, even though I have very strong feelings about whether this is for real, that um, there is a piece of my heart that looks at this as like a time piece for this mm for the 80s and like especially that dance scene and like how people are dancing and what mm -hmm. they're wearing and like uh, I love the best friend character to Sam she's just like classic 80s best friend they always have curly dark hair and a sassy pants <laughs> attitude and like a hipster boyfriend um I just I want to see the spinoff of them what's yeah, their movie they, they were cool yeah 
they were cool. They kicked the nerd out. They actually stood up and like told him to leave her alone. Right. Um, so yeah, that's my Hummer. Yeah. Um, uh, well, we have some, some questions. Okay. Just a couple. So, um, one is which, so there's a couple of options. This is like a multiple choice question. I guess. Okay. It says which movie ending song what is this, a quiz? I know. Which song fits better? Is it, this comes from Annie ICU, is 16 Candles, If You Were Here by the Thompson Twins, uh, or is it Cruel Intentions, Bittersweet Symphony by The Verb? And then there's an extra thing like, or Breakfast Clubs, Don't Forget About Me. Don't You Forget About Me. Oh, I see. Um... So what do we think about, what do we think, I guess, about the fitness of the end song? I love If You Were Here. I do too. Just, I love the sound of it, but the lyrics of it don't make a lick of sense to what's happening. Because he says, if you were here, I would deceive you. And maybe he is. I don't know. Because we don't know anything about him, but. This relationship is not going to last, though. We can all agree to that, <laughs> right? It's based, it's based on a nothing. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we know from the never-ending story that a nothing could be terrible. Or <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, that's true. The nothing. Uh, yeah, thanks for that multiple-choice question, Annie. I yeah. see you. Do you have another question? or? There was a question submitted by Jenny L., uh, which was, I think specifically that said, how did you not see this movie when I owned it and watched it almost every night? Um, <laughs> this Jenny L may or may not be my sister. And yeah. so that is, that to me says that um, because you were straight and I was gay. <laughs> so you I don't just, know. You would, run, you would run from the room. That... And just watch the Sandlot. I oh, feel like I... I had no idea that she had this film, and that is weird. Katie <laughs> only wants to watch movies where people get to play softball. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Yeah. It's true. Um, yeah, it is bizarre. I mean, like, I will also say with this film, like I said, like, I think that, so I was born in 82. So, like, it is a little before my time, like, and it, I feel like it, it emerged as this classic, like I said, like my best friend in high school, like, I think a lot of people that had like older brothers and sisters, like loved this movie and loved like Breakfast Club. And um, it just didn't, I don't know, it just totally, I totally missed it. Yeah, it, it actually didn't make a ton of money when it first came out. Um, mm -hmm. When it, the weekend it was released, it was actually beat by the movie Breaking, the breakdance movie. Oh. Um, and in doing research, I found a little tidbit that I had no idea about, but that both Breaking and Breaking 2 came out in the same year. Uh, oh, wow. The first, <laughs> the first one came out in May 1984, and then the sequel came out in November 1984. So they wow. were hated while the fire was hot. Yeah. Would you say yeah, they, well, had it, they had it pop, pop and locked? locked and pop it and lock it. It was electric boogalooin. <laughs> um, and I, so I had a quick question. We, we sort of went over it already, but, uh, Nora L asks, did Jake get in any sort of trouble, uh, due to any of the car and stuff like that? And I, I think it is just, there's rich people out there that know their, their parents aren't really around and they just get away with this. Then the secondary one, which this is sort of a question from her and I is basically, is this a prequel to 13 Reasons Why? 
which is <laughs> dark interpretation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Ugh. You guys, you guys okay? <laughs> I think the quarantine's getting to you. I did yeah. have, I asked the question, was was um, the 16 Candles song written for this movie and was told, no, that is a song from the 50s. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's wrong with you? <laughs> So, yeah. <laughs> oh, bless your heart. <laughs> All right. So it's time to ask the question Is it for real? What order do we want, do we want to go in? I can go first since I picked the movie and I have feelings about the movie. <laughs> okay. <sighs> the weekend if you're not ready. <laughs> I'm ready. It's a deep this, sigh. This movie is not for real. Oh, God. <laughs> I love I love parts of this movie and I love the idea of this movie and I love the feeling of the music of this movie but the there's in 2020 there's it's can't be for real with what they talk about sadly um I'm going to agree and say that it's not for real but I was thinking about it a lot and maybe it was watching it with Annie who is a real champion of this movie yeah um I do agree that it is a um, necessary, like it is a groundbreaking film and it has launched a ton of other art that probably is for real. Like I would argue that like uh, Freaks and Geeks is for real, right? And I was thinking about it, it's kind of like a wooden tennis racket. It's like, no, don't use it now <laughs> um, to play a match. But it was like, it, it is fundamental in how we play tennis today, what right? Would, so, like, what would be the non-sports metaphor you would use? <laughs> I know. I was thinking about like uh, computers, but I don't know enough about them. <laughs> <laughs> I get I get your metaphor. I get you it. You know what so, I mean? Like, like, I feel like, and that's probably a theme of this podcast in general. Like, I do think it was like foundational. Like, it's a very important film, but I just don't think that it, if you have not, if you don't, if you're not watching it as like as a study of like, what you know what film how important it was at the time I don't think it makes for a very enjoyable or entertaining watch unless you have a lot of nostalgia attached to it which like I just don't and it's not to say that there aren't like gems that come out of it but like overall I thought I like the way you said that I think that makes sense cool yeah yeah I am going to also say that is not for real um just to be with all the stuff we talked about the stuff does not hold up and is very, very cringeworthy. I also just felt that there wasn't a whole lot to the movie, like not a whole lot happens. Uh, I mean, I was looking up some facts and I guess John Hughes wrote this movie in a weekend <laughs> and it definitely feels like just a first draft. Um, just there's no character development and maybe cut out some of these side things that we don't really care about. Um, leave in the walking down the the aisle completely on quaaludes or whatever but I mean we, we don't need to go to the rehearsal dinner and stuff like that I mean if you're gonna make a movie about teenage girls for whatever reason make a movie about teenage girls you know and just commit to it and so you can actually build up some characters because constantly I was being like why do I care about this why do I care why they're upset and yeah but I mean I at the same time it has some iconic scenes that have stood the test of time. It's just, it really is just the first draft of a movie that they produced and made. Yep. And I will also, it's like the same things that I don't like about it. I like about it. Like it, like nothing happens. Uh, Cause I agree with you. I 
kept on being like, what happened in this movie? But also I do like the ending. Like I like that they end up together. Like it's inexplicable, but it's like, that's kind of cool that he, like, I don't understand his attraction to her. I don't really understand. He her says with she's him. different. I mean, right. I, I will go, I will stick by my teenage girls like boys for weird reasons. Right, but, right, right. But uh, yeah, I mean, also remember it's only like 24 hours. So yeah, what, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, like, what's supposed to happen anyway? I mean, yeah, like, there's, it's interesting, because, like, I feel like where it gets in trouble is, like, it's a movie, but it is almost, like, too realistic in some ways. It's, like, not cinematic enough, but then the sound effects are Looney Tunes. Like, what I didn't even mention was, like, when the the dorks are trying to get out of their room to get to the front yard, it's, what did they live in, like, a junkyard? More dish crashes. Get that Foley artist back in here. We need more crashing dishes. It's crazy. Yeah, Yeah, the the plot structure, uh, the storyline is kind of definitely garbled. It's, like, doesn't have, like, a a definitive arc. It's just more like a lot of bumbling along like right. a cobblestone but path. I could see that being groundbreaking at the time because I don't yeah. know if anybody else did that. It almost yeah. like paved the way for like mumblecore too, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Which I'm personally obsessed with, so I appreciate that. So thank you, oh, John Hughes. Thanks, John Hughes. <laughs> Guys, we agreed. On, on the, uh, I know. I think, I think we've done it before. But... <laughs> I don't know if we've ever agreed that something held up. That's true. <laughs> that was my impression of plates crashing, but it wasn't a good one. Thanks. Well, thanks for going on that journey with me, everybody. I thanks for the it. recommendation. I will I say that was... I feel like it was a necessary. I'm glad to have watched it, and now it's in my catalog because it yeah. is referenced so much. Yeah. Now I really want to watch not another team movie. <laughs> <laughs> So Philip's gonna do our next pick. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have, do you have a teaser, Philip? Oh, he's gotta think about it. All right. No, I've gotta think about it. Um, we'll tease you long and hard then. We'll we'll decide how weird <laughs> we want to get with it. Um, cool. Crocodile Dundee's one of the weirdest things I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the more normal ones that were on my that list. Year, so. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Okay. Uh, all right. Well, thanks for coming by. See you next time, everyone. See y'all. See ya.